Ball Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 8 of Whitlock and Yvonne, a fantasy basketball podcast presented by Fanball. I am your host, Aaron Whitlock, joined as always by John Kostakoufis Vaughn. Please give us a follow at Fanball underscore WATV. And remember, you can watch us live every Monday at 6 on Periscope. Now, if you are watching us live on Periscope, as very few of you are, a lot more podcast listeners out there, I get it, I get it, I see how it is. We do put these on YouTube afterwards, and if you are watching along, either live or in post, you might notice something a little different. Neither JK or I has anything mm. outwardly stupid on our bodies or That's faces. Mm. We've kind of, I mean, just two normal-looking white dudes, nothing, nothing going on. If you're listening, maybe not that different, but... Uh, so we had a little, I wouldn't call it a controversy, 3v3 again, weird setup. We don't allow any sort of roster switch outs so that it can be for the show. We do you know, only what we say here on the air. We don't change anything. JK had uh, had Hassan Whiteside last week. He goes down on Monday. I think Monday he was ruled out uh, after, yeah. after Monday's game. Yeah, after which, Monday's game. Yep. Which doesn't count towards our competition. We're Tuesday through Sunday. So... In light of that, we've decided to go. There's no very anticlimactic three v three. Yeah, I just kind of made it not a lot of fun. So far, it was yeah. by far. I mean, I beat JK by by like forty points, and that's with me having my full roster play the entire time. My roster was trash, absolutely <laughs> trash. There's there's nothing, no pride in this uh, this victory. But uh, what we do have is salty Al in a bit of throwback NBA gear that that has to be seen to be believed. Right. Shout out to Terry for this one. Terry, Mr. Terry Folds, love it. Oh God, look at this, <laughs> look thing. At this thing! Look at this bright orange <laughs> Latrell Sprewell, the Reebok jersey too. Oh God! Before this was pre pre Adidas. That's unbelievable. How old is that thing? That's got to be like oh, fifteen. Got, well, when was it? Adidas just recently stopped, so Nike. So it's now Nike, Adidas, and before Adidas, it was Reebok. Whew. Yeah, that, that thing's a relic. So I'm putting this on so for the JK's show. JK is going to wear this. I mean, this is a glorified yeah. dress. What is this? A, a quad this is, XL. It is Reebok, by the way. Woo. It is Reebok. Now, JK has to wear this as a... So this is it's my... A, it's a loss. Yes. It's a Even loss. Even though it's, it's a, not a very sweet victory, it's a victory nonetheless. So JK still has to wear this as uh, <laughs> his punishment. As he shows off the Ultimate Warrior t-shirt. Love it. Well, Al, I'm glad you took that off because... Now I don't have to worry about you strangling J.K. or I during the course of this podcast, or demanding twenty million dollars so your children can eat. So yeah. that's uh, that's probably a good thing. Does this have the come with the uh, authentic Latrell Screwball cologne? It's got a little bit of a strip club, Hennessy. I bet you. Does that thing black have a, and mild? What's the odor of that thing? What kind of you getting any smell off of that? It smells like it's a little it musty, like rich mahogany wood. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, Smells like that old, yeah. But in a little mothbally. Let's see how big this thing is. Oh my god! (laughs) Wow, I'm swimming. Looks like you're wearing a potato sack, (laughs) a bright orange potato sack. That is, God, it's a sight to behold, folks. That's it's a reason to go to YouTube and check this out afterwards if you're if you just happen to be Google. Yeah, Google. What is Latrell Spirol even doing? I don't even know. It's a great question. I wonder what Latrell's up to these days. 
He's going to get a lot of Google searches for him after <laughs> people listen to us. About to be a big swarm, which else is well trending on Twitter. I don't know if the servers at Google can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our swishing break. I'm starting with my brick, mm. which is uh, my boy Stan Van Gundy. Mm. Not uh, not enjoying the petty wars <laughs> of the NBA. So, little little brief history, a little recap for those who uh, aren't up to date on this. Joel Embiid and Andre Drummond have had a little, little tiff going. So this started, uh, 76ers and Pistons played back in October. And after the game, 76ers win, Joel Embiid wastes no time. He says, Andre Drummond, Drummond doesn't play any defense. That's a, He shouts him out right then and there. So Andre at the time, he kind of was, you know, going to let it uh, let it be settled on the court. He, he just, uh, I can't remember if it was Instagram or Twitter, but he just said, you know, we'll see you December 2nd. We'll, we'll settle this on the court. So that was last Friday's matchup. It's come and gone now. 76ers got the better of the Pistons again. But ahead of this matchup, Embiid took another swipe at Drummond saying, no disrespect, but he can't shoot. And this was asked, well, he was asked about containing Drummond on the court. So Andre finally, uh, he clapped back and he said, I mean, you can't really have a conversation with a man who can't play a back-to-back. Which, credit to Andre because that's, he's not really an experienced troll like Joel. No. And that's that's a decent a decent move. That's a savvy vet move. And even I, after seeing this play out over the weekend, I even looked at the stats. Drummond's field goal percentage is higher than than Embiid's. It's higher, but if you look but at if, the shot chart, the, I mean, he's taking more. Embiid's taking more three pointers. Yeah, but I mean, Drum, I, I would still clap back with the numbers if I were Drummond. I respect that he didn't because. I saw I saw some people on Twitter going that route, and the shot chart for Drummond is like a I circle mean, it's all around cons- the yeah, basket. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, like he's got no, especially for a guy that was kind of coming out this week in some articles, kind of talking about Drummond being resurgent, how he envisioned himself being almost like a KD coming into the league. His words, Andre Drummond, that he saw himself as a Kevin Durant of sorts, which that's a stretch. But yeah, it's a big time stretch. Big time stretch. <laughs> maybe in the fans of in the eyes of Detroit fans, maybe, but no, not even. Uh, Andre Drummond's hit, I would say, I could count well, on one hand the amount of threes Dr- Drummond has hit since he's been here. Oh, he's t- Drummond's talking about hitting threes or he's talking about his reputation? He was talking about coming into the league when he was a... Oh, coming even, into the league. I yes, think he meant coming a, into this season. No, 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 oh, no, no. okay. Before his, before his rookie season, even coming into the draft, okay, he guys, described himself you coming, as, yeah. as being a... That he Shout could be a Kevin Durant. <laughs> a Kevin Durant-esque player. Okay, gotcha. So... I think oh, that's took, a big time stretch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah huge. I, I think he took the smart route there. He took the one thing that he knew, uh, you know, it drives That is very true, though. His, his clap back was very, very well done. It's true. Embiid knows it. He's kind of like pissed off about it himself that he doesn't get to play in the back to back. So they had a back to back before earlier in that week, right? Mm-hmm. Before they played Detroit, I think, against the Celtics. He missed the Celtics game. They played the Wizards on Tuesday, and then they, he missed the Celtics game on Wednesday. Correct. So and yeah, that's brutal. Uh, yeah, yes it is. So in the back to backs after that, uh, <laughs> after the game, this was this was uh, Stan Van Gundy when yeah, asked about the uh, the uh, the Twitter rivalry between Joel and Andre. I don't give a shit about any of that. I don't. I don't think that has anything to do with anything in relation to tweets and all of that. That's a bunch of NBA crap. Let me stop you right there, Stan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bunch of NBA crap, Stan? Really? Man, I love you, you roly-poly mustache bastard, but 
Come on. This is worse than the John Lure contract. This is a terrible take. Uh, he's, You know, he's an old school guy. His, uh, his brother's the same way, Jeff Van Gundy. Uh, I mean, I don't expect anything. You, I can't believe you expected him to be... You expect him to be all in on the Twitter NBA pettiness? Not all in, but yeah. you got to understand that it's part of the product, all right? I think coaches hate that. I think they I would think he's trying to do everything he can to shoot it down. No, the NBA would not be what it was without the petty wars. What would the NBA be without LeBron wearing the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior t-shirt at the championship parade? And then the next year, Draymond comes out with the, the quickie, quickie shirt. shirt. We got Russ dressing up with the official cameraman trolling KD. <laughs> We got videos coming out of Steph at a wedding mocking the LeBron James dance that he's doing at the workout. <laughs> Kyrie oh, laughing. Good. We've got all kinds of conspiracies <laughs> off of that. We got Knicks fans chanting Derek Fisher at uh, at Matt Barnes. Oh, and me- man, that was a good one. Meaningless Knicks-Kings game. You got the fans <laughs> chanting that out. We had Kyle Lowry once say that uh, LeBron was probably one of the best players in the league besides Steph ahead of a game with the Cavs. We had last year. We had LeBron mocking Lonzo Ball's goofy windup at a pregame mm-hmm. before Lonzo's even in the league. Yeah. I mean, it just it no, it doesn't end. Jalen Rose called Joel Embiid's joke about being at sixty nine percent conditioning level unprofessional. To which Joel Embiid responded that he was now at eighty one percent. And if you don't get the reference, that's Kobe dropping 81 on Jalen and the Raptors. And then he said, he even even said it, shout out to Jalen Rose, too. He said, I'm at 81%, shout out to Jalen Rose. (laughs) I mean, for God's sakes, Russ had a goddamn Nike commercial. They had a line that said, some run, some make runways. This was on the air. Pettiness is the bedrock on which the NBA was built. What, All right. What did we have last week? Clarkson was wearing uh, yes. your boyfriend. Uh, your boy can't guard me. Or can't boy, check me. Your boyfriend can't check me. Hoodie. Yeah. In regard to Blake Griffin. How do they find these articles of clothing? The other leagues would kill to have the off off the field, off the court entertainment that the NBA does. Yeah. The, the pettiness is the thread with which the NBA logo is sewn. Jk. <laughs> respect the biz, Stan. Have a little little just respect for the petty wars. That's all I expect. You don't have to love them. You don't have to endorse them. But understand that we, the NBA people, the players, the fans, we love this shit. We eat it up. It. We thrive on it. Can't get enough. All right. So that was your brick. That's that's my brick. Yes. So can I follow? Do I? What do I follow? I'm gonna follow up Swish. Follow up your okay. your. Yeah. Take it theme. however you want to. Yep. So mine is also similar to the NBA pettiness. We'll keep the theme going, but it's extending <clears throat> outside the court from players and coaches to now NBA coaches' wives getting those wags involved. Sunday night, the Rockets absolutely throttled the LA Lakers, throttled them in a beatdown that was unwatchable <laughs> from both sides. So uh, Mike D'Antoni obviously was the LA Lakers coach for a while. Uh, did not end well. He was ousted. There, let me pull up the stats. Uh he was the head coach of the Lakers from 2012 to 2014, providing over two disappointing seasons. He really didn't have a fair shot in that roster, if I if I recall. That roster was not well built. That was when the post-Kobe L.A. Lakers well, That was kind of, going to be the supposed super team yeah. with Nash and yeah. Kobe and Dwight, and it just... Injuries, old age, it was just... And, and, and kind uh, of a, maybe a poor hire. Poor chemistry and... Like, his system with those players, I don't know that that was ever, Dwight doesn't fit that, his system. No, yeah. not at all. No. So he gets fired, or he resigned at the end of the season, following the 2013-2014 season. Mike D'Antoni, Lakers coach, resigns. Magic Johnson, after he resigns, tweets, 
Happy days are here again. Mike D'Antoni resigns as the Lakers coach. I couldn't be happier. Now, at the time when Magic Johnson tweeted that, he was an employee of ESPN. He wasn't yet running the Lakers as he is now. So on Sunday, uh, this is coming from Jonathan Fagan, who's the uh, beat writer for the Houston Rockets. Laurel D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni's wife, at the game on Sunday was asked how it feels to be back in L.A. And she said, quote, unquote, is it classless to say, Happy days are here again, question mark. <laughs> Turn the knife. Oh, man, that was unbelievable. When I saw that, I said, wow, the pettiness is now extending to off the court into, into the coach's wives. That's when you know it's really getting good. Tip of the cap to Laurel D'Antoni. Well done. Well done, Laurel D'Antoni. Not classless at all, by the no, way. No, very Again. classy. Class, class, class. Class all the way. Give me the bowl. Eating that up. So that was my swish was Mike D'Antoni's wife taking a shot at Magic Johnson after the Rockets, Rockets killed the Lakers on Sunday. Which also shouts to them. I think they've been together for like 30 years, and uh, it spawned that iconic, uh, well, no, it is iconic, iconic photo of D'Antoni's in the short shorts Yes. for the yes. wedding photo. yes. Great. He's still got he's got the stash. The stash going. Yeah, it's very it's darker though. Way darker than it is now. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's they're both quite a bit younger, but uh that's 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 an all-time NBA wedding photo. Yeah, it is. All right. Getting on to my swish. Now the calendar has uh flipped over to December since you last mm-hmm. heard our silky smooth voices. Mm-hmm. It's the season of giving and uh I'm going to give a little love to myself for not buying in. <laughs> To the panic about the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, we got a little uh, little audio clip now. Give me a little bit of a break here. Not a I'm not an audio wizard. I'm not like the producer Salty Al over here. My skills not uh, not quite as uh, impressive, but I did my best to chop this up for us. Let's see how it goes. My brick is panic about the Cavs. I I'm so. Trying to calm me down over here? I'm so over it. Yeah, I will. I will calm you down to say that this team can't still get to an Eastern Conference Finals win in Eastern Conference Finals because they're having some struggles in October and early November is just ludicrous. The fact that they're having some early struggles shouldn't be surprising to anybody. So everybody just a little Aaron Rodgers style, just relax. The Cavs are going to be fine. So obviously you never ah, like to lose a game ah. like Oh, well, I am sorry about that. That was, uh, <laughs> you know, what? I'll tell you what that was actually. That's one, that's iTunes messing with me. Thank you, iTunes, for that. Hopefully, Al can edit that out in post. That was a uh, post-game interview in uh, when I was doing a little high school basketball coverage. That's what that was. I still have those voice memos. Don't know why. Did all the recording on my why, iPhone. Why did, it go, why did it follow up that that? Oh, audio? it's iTunes. It's just going literally right to the next track. I have it saved as an MP3. Ah, uh, iTunes does that? Okay. It does. So, so yeah, when I did the audacity, it was a nice audacity, audacity clip. I'm going to give myself like a solid six and a half out of ten on that. Alex, what would you give the audacity clip? Sure. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. wow. That says it all. Ice cold. <laughs> Ice cold. Damn. Yours was longer than mine. I only had a quick one. I had the one I clipped you out saying uh Curry had a thigh contusion. That was much longer than mine. I think if uh, those with uh, deft ears could probably catch the little clipping where I was catching uh cutting out different parts. It was like a 27 second clip. But I'll redeem myself here because That's right. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. Nailed that shit, all right? I was all over it. The Cavs are just fine. Listen. Listen to us. Listen to the show. We will give you hot takes for a laugh, but we'll never, never do it just for the sake of hopping on a bandwagon 
and bashing someone just because everybody else is. Do you really think, do you think JK gave that scalding hot David Lee take <laughs> just for a few <laughs> listens? No, I came pure from his from heart. heart. Just hates that man. All right. So, so even though I don't like the Cavs, I don't like the Cavs at all. Don't like the state of Ohio very much, to be perfectly honest with you. I was very glad that Ohio State got left out of the playoff. Sorry, not sorry, JK. Uh, but I will never pile on a team just because just because it's the cool thing to do. Cavs are one of the most talented rosters in the NBA still. They have LeBron James. They haven't even got IT back. Just fine. We nailed that one. All right. JK, what do you got well for uh, for a brick for us? So my brick is going to be uh, James Dolan of the New York Knicks. <laughs> oh, God. Now I know. So we all bad. know that everyone trashes on him, and he's a terrible owner. That's all true, and you all should trash on him. But recently, uh, Deadspin Award, Deadspin.com did their Deadspin Awards, which I didn't even know was a thing. It's like, what, what the hell is Deadspin doing? Like, stay, <sighs> st- take LeVar's, Le- LeVar Ball's comment. Stay in your lane, Deadspin. Yeah. Just post stuff on your on your website. You got a good blog, Come out with right? scalding hot takes. Don't do a, an award show. You're not the Emmys, the Grammys, or any of that. Just stick to what you do. So they did the Deadspin Awards, and James Dolan obviously is... <laughs> I don't even want to call him this because it's giving him too much credit, but he's a quote-unquote, if you will, musician. <laughs> he has a band and he travels with this band. They stink. I've heard all their videos. They're awful. People in New York City, he plays in New York City and people go around and trash him, yell crude things at him. So they've been doing, they've had some articles come out that are scathing really bad articles about James Tolan, rightfully so. And uh, one of the Deadspin uh, editors or writers had reached out to him saying if he would do a song for the Deadspin Awards. Uh, he agreed to that, which that was mistake number one. Just say no. No, no, no would have been the proper thing. Responded. I can't Don't believe he did either. It. And he gave them a, a little song about being the Knicks owner. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of a clip here. A little taste. Here Aaron's it comes. got the clip. You know I own a basketball team for most people that would Trust fund kid, it's a living hell. Always some asshole telling me to sell. <laughs> Are you oh kidding me? God. Are you kidding me? Dude, just if you can if you couldn't get that, I have the quotes right in front of me. You know I own a basketball team. For most people, that would be a dream. For a trust fund kid, it's a living hell. Always some a-hole telling me to sell. So he refers to himself as a trust fun kid it's a living hell as an nba owner he's referring to himself as that that is embarrassing i mean flat out embarrassing and i was looking back and if i'm the nba owners because because i was looking back at all the nba owners i was doing some research today how they got their wealth I, you get 30 teams some guys will walk into it there was a bunch of guys that have walked into wealth just saying here are the keys example that we talked about lakers the bus family those yes. kids that own the bus the kids the bus kids that own it now completely walked into that yep uh, who I'm, uh, I'm trying to think who. Else. Oh, um, Mickey Arson, the Heat owner, he walked into that. His dad was the Carnival uh, Cruise CEO. He walked that's into right. that. That's right. Uh, Dolan obviously walked into him, and then uh, Sarver, the Suns owner, he walked oh, into that. His dad okay. was a real estate mogul. He walked into that. So those are Did a couple. Those are a couple owners that have kind of, if you want to live in them, trust fund kids. But how about some guys that have actually made livings, made good livings, made made a name for themselves, and bought a team off their hard earned. Work. Mark Cuban, broadcast.com, sold it for $6 billion. Started, went to, went, was working as a bartender, a disc jockey, 
I went to University of uh, Indiana Business School because it was the cheapest classes of the top 10 <laughs> business school that you could go to. It was the cheapest tuition. That's true. Uh, Dan Gilbert from grew up in Detroit. Work was working at his parents' real estate company, and then it's turned you know, Quick Loans is, is is a multi-billion dollar mogul, and he's trying to flip Detroit around. He is a single-handedly trying as, to bring as, Detroit back. And believe me, even you can say I'm a Cavs owner. I disagree with a lot of stuff that he's done. I hate that he runs in GMs in and out. He's had some his political views could be very very well dissected and and you yeah. know here here. His his yeah, choice, of, can, uh, choice, yeah, of, choice of, of fonts. Yes. You're right, yeah, choice of fonts. Yeah. You could <laughs> you could criticize his political views, his choice of fonts, all that stuff, but he earned all the money that he made. And uh even though this guy's a brutal owner, I was reading it to him, his story is fascinating. Vivek Ranadive, the uh Sacramento Kings, Kings owner, yeah. born in India, uh Harvard MIT, flipped Wall Street from runners, papers. And writing things down, yeah, the notes flipped it from from going from the old age to the computers. That was him. He was huh? he was the driving force behind that. Nineteen eighties. Did not know he that. he flipped Wall Street to computers. A little history for you, folks. So he is he's made all his money based on that. So these guys, those if I'm Cuban Gilbert and Randy I'm pissed as hell that he's embarrassing the NBA like that, calling himself a trust fund kid when his organization is a mitigated disaster. Disaster. He had Phil Jackson last year, which was brutal. No one's going to want to come play. No one wants to go there and play. Look yeah. at Porzingis. Is, is, I would guarantee you Porzingis ends up somewhere else when his contract's up. And why, I would be, why the hell did you let Phil Jackson run your draft and then fire him? And then fire him, yeah. I mean, that's just unbelievably unbelievable. ignorant. I mean, He's, The Joakim Noah signing, Jesus, oh my God, what are you doing there? There have just been countless signings that doesn't add up. So my brick is just James Dolan agreeing to do that song, putting it out there, and really staining the NBA owners and staining the NBA he just needs to sell and get out. We need to get a new owner in there in New York and turn that franchise around. God, Knicks fans want that and would oh, love that so much. Oh, my God. They dream about that. I can't imagine. I mean, Christmas wish is James Dolan to sell. I feel for you. Knicks fans, as a, as a Lions fan with the Fords, it's, it's been the same thing. But at least— Oh, God. Browns and Jimmy Haslam? Are you kidding me? I mean, it's like there's a whole history. We, we have here. empathy for you. <laughs> at, at least our owners— We could do a whole are- show on bad ownership between the two of us. <laughs> We could write a damn book, all right, people. We we know the ins and outs, but at least our owners, I guess, aren't out there writing shitty songs, putting themselves out there on the internet like that. Yeah, on guitars that their dads bought them. Yes. Yeah. What a jerk. A, interesting vocal. take on that, J.K. Because I think obviously we can all understand, just as average Joes with no money, what a what a ridiculous statement that is. That it's a living hell to be a trust fund kid with a basketball team. Oh. But the the owners take very interesting. I like that. All right, let's go into uh, let's go into our studs and duds real quick. I just want to say, I just want to throw it out kind of to the listeners. If there's any way you feel this segment could be more helpful to you, yeah. we this is all for you. This studs and duds. We want the people who listen to the show to be cashing more lineups on Fanball.com. We've got a lot of great contests going on right now, and so if there's any way this can be more helpful to you, we do the daily articles every day of the week. We've got J.K. myself, Greg Vara. Uh, but if there's any way this segment can be more useful to us, let us know. This week, we're keeping it the same. We do studs and duds. We break it up. JK, give us Tuesday. I'm going Tuesday. I'm going Kyle Lowry, Toronto. They're playing Phoenix on Tuesday. Lowry's price is at $7,800. Phoenix has been bad. I mean, they've been really bad. Worst defensive team in the league. Give it up the most points to point guards. Uh, Lowry started off really slow, but has picked it up as of late. Yes, he has. Uh, He has had six double-doubles in his past nine games. 
He needs 42 fanball points at his value at 7,800. And he's got, he's hit his value seven out of those nine games as well. Uh, and I, um, and Phoenix is obviously giving up the most fancy points to point guards per game and they're the worst defensive team in the NBA. So I like Lowry. He's played, he's playing better. They have, they're running a new offense in Toronto. Yeah. I feel like he's missed a couple games of injuries early in the year, and he's starting to finally, finally catch his groove. He's been on a big-time hot streak. I think he's averaging something like 47 fan ball points over his last yes. five games. Yep, and Very I'm going to visit him a little bit later in 3-on-3, three 3v3. Three. Three uh, my dud's going to be Bradley Beal. They're still without John Wall. They're going to Portland. They're on a vicious West game road trip. Beal's price is 7700 they're playing Monday night in dreaded Utah, and we've talked about it in this show. Utah just <laughs> you don't want it. You leave there slow. It's like a it's like a hangover, that, a cloud that hangs over you, and that's a back to back too. So they're Monday in Utah, Tuesday going to Portland, and uh, he's a tick not as good, less scoring uh, with a zero games rest, averaging about twenty points. His average is about twenty two, so I don't like him uh, on Tuesday against the. Portland Trailblazers on the back-to-back coming off Utah. You were all over that last week. He was a dud on the night you had him, and he was a dud on the night I had him as a stud. You were on that. He he just hasn't he hasn't produced like I thought he would with John no. Wall out. I think he, he needs 42 fan ball points. He's only hit it once in the past seven games. So, yeah, I would stay away from him again Tuesday night against Portland. I'm with you 100%. Good call. I think I have Wednesday too, right? Yeah, I got Wednesday. My stud, ooh, DeMarcus Cousins. So, as of today, Davis had an MRI today. Anthony Davis is out today. Got a hip injury. Nasty little collision with that padding wall. Oh, that looked gross. Missed the block and uh, it was just yeah. a bad play for So uh, Davis is out today and they're saying they're it's day-to-day. They're calling it day-to-day. But I would, I'm going to assume they're going to go on the cautious side on this one because Davis is such a great player. Depending on how their season goes, maybe they look to trade him. Maybe they don't. But they're going to go cautious with him. Uh, so he didn't, Davis didn't play on Saturday. Boogie's usage number on Saturday was 45%. Sweet he averages Mother Mary. 33%. <laughs> And Denver is most likely going to be without Jokic. Jokic is coming off a sprained ankle. I'm hearing Friday he may come back. So Denver is without Jokic. They're one of their best players on the team. They're running out Kenneth Fareed and uh, one of the Plumlee brothers. I think it's Marshall. Yes. Marshall Plumlee. No, no, no. Mason. 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 He's the middle one. Yes. He's the best one in my opinion. I hate them all, so. <laughs> Bunch of Duke bastards. So they're going against Kenneth Reed and Mason Palmy, so that's obviously an ideal matchup for Boogie. And listen to the last three centers they've faced without Jokic. Uh, Marcus All, 15 and 14. The Lopez brothers. Brooke went for 15. Robin went for 20. <laughs> Derek Favors went for 24. Those were all points, non-fantasy points. So I like uh, Boogie to catch his value, even though he's at 10,200 against uh, the Nuggets on Wednesday. I think he definitely reaches his value there for sure. My dud is going to be Steph Curry at Charlotte Hornets, 8,800. I put a little extra thought into this one. So Steph Curry is from Charlotte. Went to Davidson. Obviously, his dad played there. Dad played there. Uh, It's always a big game for him. A lot of people come out. I always feel like that can be more taxing on a player than it is rewarding. There's a lot more people there. There's more logistics you have to kind of get into you know you know what i mean like there may well, throw you off your pregame routine and especially for a player like steph curry where it's like you know some guys if that's their one big night of the year for a homecoming yeah almost like andre drummond in boston but steph he's been back to but 
three finals in a row. Like, And they're opposite conferences, so he only plays in Charlotte once, whereas Drummond will probably play in Boston a couple times, I yep. imagine, right? So yep. he only plays Charlotte once, so this is the only time he gets to play in Charlotte. I see what you're saying there. So there's a little bit of, of, of a mental thing there that I think, may, you know what I mean, logistics, catch you out of your routines. He's probably going to be doing some dinner things, some appearances. Yep. Uh, he's been banked up recently too with thigh and thumb injuries, and at eight thousand eight hundred, he needs forty eight fan ball points to match that value. He's only hit forty eight once in his past four games that he's played, and he last year when he played Charlotte, he went for forty five fan ball points on eleven of twenty three shooting. So it's so so nice, a lot of shots, not making him a lot. And um, I like Kemba to kind of, I like Kemba to step up in this game too. Kemba challenges Curry here. Kemba's having a really good season. He just missed the past two games of shoulder, but he's playing tonight. Uh, having He's player impact rating for Kemba's at 14. It's the highest it's ever been. So I like Kemba to kind of step up and challenge Curry. His defense is top 25 amongst starting point guards in the NBA. So I like I like Kurt Walker to kind of stymie Curry here on Wednesday night, and Curry's a dud. I like it. You got studs and duds on Thursday. I do. Kemba Walker could have been a piston. I'm going to do a segment once that's just called, yeah, could have been a piston. Could have been a piston. <laughs> It'll just be me crying and drinking a lot of alcohol. You know, this guy, he's pretty good. He could he could have been a piston. Uh, all right, Thursday. Only four games going on on Thursday. Give me Benjamin Simmons. Mm-hmm. Old Ben taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. This will be uh, Simmons' final matchup against Lonzo Ball of the Lakers. Uh, and no matter how much he downplays it, the team downplays it, you can't tell me he doesn't want to take advantage of his last shot to beat up on Lonzo in the Lake Show, show who the rookie of the year is. This is a marquee matchup in that respect. I mean, these two teams, I mean, the Sixers are decent, Lakers not so much. Mm-mm. But it'll get a lot of hype because of that. Simmons scored 58 fan ball points the last time these two teams met, came one rebound shy of a triple-double. Uh, the Lakers are allowing the seventh fewest fan ball points to opposing point guards, but but obviously that didn't master Mattered too much the last time around. Um, I, I know Kristaps has been given the uh, the nickname of the unicorn by KD, but but Simmons is pretty damn special, man. He's oh, the man. only player in the NBA right now who ranks in the top 15 in both rebounds and assists per game. He's sixth in the league in assists with 7.1 per game, 15th in rebounds with 9.4. Incredibly impressive. I'm not worried about the free throw woes. Roll him out there with confidence. Ben Simmons on Thursday. My dud is going to be my boy, love this guy, the beard, James Harden. He's clocking in at 11-4 as of me speaking this right now. Could go a little up or down by the time we roll around to Thursday. Uh, needs a staggering 62 yeah. fan ball points to hit his value yeah. at this point. Now, amazingly enough, the way the guy's playing, he's either you know close within five points or so or hitting it on a pretty regular basis. But I don't think this is going to be one of those nights. Harden dropped a season-high 56 points the last time that he played Utah in Houston, mm. and I don't think Utah's forgotten that one little bit. Uh, there's only so much you know you can do about a guy like James Harden, but I think Utah gives a little extra effort on this night. They're they're going to be very dialed in to trying to uh, to stop him down. And what I in front of what I imagine will be a sold out Utah crowd. I got to imagine they're going to be jacked up to have Houston in town. Yeah, and the Utah hangover effect. And then as we talked about, Salt Lake City is just a tough place to play. Uh, Gobert's back tonight. By Friday, maybe he's starting to inch towards kind of more uh, more regular minute pattern. He's going to be on a restriction to start. Quinn has been uh, hesitant to uh, to give an exact amount how much he'll play. I mean, Favors is playing well too. So I mean, they got that. That's the thing they can ease him back in with Favors playing yeah, really well. In no rush, but 
The last time, uh, the Beard only played God. once in Utah last season. Finished with 46 fan ball points. Obviously nothing wrong with that, but when you need 62 out of him to hit his value, that's well below. I think uh, a similar performance is in line on Thursday. Headed into Friday, give me as my stud Kevin Durant facing my hometown Detroit Pistons. Uh, this is just a brutal, brutal stretch of games for the Pistons. It'll be the uh, their first game back to Little Caesars Arena after a four-game road trip. Uh, the Pistons, this will be kind of kind of similar to the situation we saw a couple of weeks ago where Cleveland was in town before Detroit. Detroit's going to be traveling home from Milwaukee on December 6th. Golden State will be heading in from Charlotte on the same day, mm, okay. so right after yeah. your, your Steph Curry game there. Uh, and if that's not enough, Detroit has Boston two days later. So it's just it's just sandwich trade right in between a road trip and then another That's really tough, tough game. The Pistons knocked off Golden State in Oracle early this season. And that's something the Pistons, I mean, they play up to better competition, but I think that tends to swing around on them. Teams get a little pissed off when they, you saw this a couple years ago when the Pistons beat the Thunder in their house and Reggie Jackson was kind of a little cocky about it. Boston this year, same thing. I think Kyrie Irving was a little irked about how the Pistons, you know, you could tell they wanted it and they celebrated a little bit afterwards. I think Golden State will want a little revenge. Obviously, this isn't like the 73-9 and team. They've lost six games already, but Detroit's one of those. Uh, Durant had 45 fan ball points in that game. Certainly capable of more. Detroit giving up the second most fan ball points to opposing small forwards. Tobias Harris, as good as he's been on offense, he's, he's a lot like he's a poor man's Carmelo Anthony. Pretty damn good on the offensive end. Not a great defender. Um, and as an aside, just real quick, Kevin Durant, great play. Boogie. Playing Sacramento again on uh, on Thursday. That's, that's damn near can't miss. Had Ooh. 84 last time those two squared off. Ooh. My dud. We're going back to Kyle Lowry, who, as we talked about, has mm-hmm. been on a very nice stretch. Three double-doubles in the last five. I think you mentioned six out of the last nine. Averaging 47 fan ball points over that stretch. But this is not a great matchup for him at all. One that I think he definitely struggles in. The Grizzlies are allowing the second fewest fan ball, fan ball points to point guards this season. And I know you're thinking... Uh, Aaron, Grizzlies, in the middle of an 11-game losing streak. They can't they can't possibly be that tough, can they? Well, over the last five, the Grizzlies are allowing just 29 fan ball points per game, which is the fewest in the NBA. Uh, and importantly here, Memphis is holding opposing point guards to 4.8 rebounds per game. That's the fewest in the league. And that's important because in Lowry's last three double-doubles, those have both been, or all three of those have been on points and rebounds. Ooh like Lowry to come in under on Friday. Then we head to Saturday, where I will let JK give you our stud before I give the dud. That's right. I'm going uh, my guy. I had him earlier in the year. Nikola Vucevic. He's going up against the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday's uh, price right now at $7,000. The Hawks are another team that has had a long list of recent injuries. I know there's been a bunch of injuries in the NBA right now. It's there's crazy. a rash right yeah. now. Yeah. Big time. And the Hawks are one of those teams. They lost their uh, Dwayne Didimon. A tibia reaction or tibia fracture? Tibia stress reaction? Something in his tibia. He's out for like three to six weeks. And then prize rookie Johns Collins, our first-round pick out of Wake Forest. He's out with one to two weeks with a shoulder injury. So those are two big pieces for them, especially in the paint, that are gone now for the next week or two. And – I like Vucevic here to tear Atlanta down. Uh, Jared Allen, the past two games they played without Didimon, Jared Allen from Brooklyn, the rookie, went for career-high 12 points. And then my guy, Banana Republic's finest, Kevin Love, <laughs> scorched the earth with 25-16 and 16 against Atlanta. Oof. Didn't know what to do. Uh, Miles Plumley, the worst Plumley brother out of all of them. Sorry, Miles. 
he's the new starting center. That's not good for Atlanta. Uh, they won't. I don't think they'll be able to slow him down. He only needs 38 fanball points, and he just went for 59 on Sunday or on Sunday against the Knicks. So I like Vucevic to be the stud on Saturday at 7,000. All right, our dud is going to be Devin Booker checking in currently at 7,800 fanball dollars playing against the San Antonio Spurs. This is a good player on a bad team getting a worse matchup. Um, God, they're so bad. Oh, man. They're just... They'll, they'll maybe in a couple years. At least there's at least there's some hope. At least they've got some young talent on the roster, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there's at least a glimmer Jackson of Jackson Booker, yep. You could, there's there's teams a in a player. worse long-term place than, than the Suns are. Yeah. You've got that to look forward to. Uh, Booker's got 50 in two of his last three games. But he's going to have a hard time continuing that success on Saturday. He's averaged just 28 fan ball points in his last four matchups with San Antonio. And in only one of those games did he match or exceed his value. Spurs are allowing the second fewest fan ball points to opposing shooting guards over the last 10 games. Booker's a bit of a volatile player to begin with. Avoid him if you can on Saturday. On Sunday, our last day of the week, give me friend of the show, sort of. Kyrie Irving of the Boston Celtics <laughs> checking in at 8,400 once again against my Detroit Pistons. I really, Oof. I'm not predicting this to be a good week for Detroit. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's a brutal stretch, brutal schedule. Uh, now Detroit's one of the five best teams in the NBA against point guards. I'll let you know that right now. Bradley Beal, I think still one of the best defenders in the league. He really caused problems for Irving in Boston last week on Monday. But similar to the Golden State game, I, I do expect Boston to have a little extra juice to be out for revenge a little bit in this one. Uh, Detroit handed him one of their only four losses, and Kyrie, he'd said specifically after the game that this one, you know, left a bad taste in his mouth. He he didn't, you know, he, he mentioned the way that Detroit uh, celebrated after that they really wanted that one. Uh, I think he's kind of, he's got this one circled on the calendar. He was very frustrated with how he played. He's finished with 18 points and 6 of 16 shooting. Had a season high six turnovers. Uh, he said kind of that Bradley Beal got into uh, mm-hmm. got into his rhythm mm-hmm. a little bit, messed him up. I, I think he's got something to prove in this one, and uh, I expect the Pistons to get flattened, if you will. Ooh. <laughs> well, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. So I have the dud on Sunday. Yes, I almost went Drummond here too because I I I because oh, I, I, I was thinking you know he had he killed the Boston Celtics in yep. that game. So I figured Horford and Stevens were going to drop some marvelous game plan, maybe put Baines on a more. Uh, I, I almost did, but I wanted to spread the games out a little bit. I'm going to go – my dud's going to be Jimmy Butler versus the Dallas Mavericks on Sunday. Butler's at price at 8000 fanball dollars. Uh, Dallas is pretty stingy on shooting guards this year. They're only giving up uh, 49 fanball points of the fifth best in fanball. He needs 48 to reach his value, and he's only gotten that three times this whole year. Holy crap. Yeah. It's, he hasn't scored a ton. He hasn't. There's just too much offense there for him to be like Chicago dominant. Just ball you know dominant. I mean? yeah. yeah. There's just too much offense. And even with the assist, Teague's there. He takes up the assist. There just isn't enough production for him fantasy-wise to go around and, and hit his value. So, yeah, of all, of all the games he's played, he's missed a couple here and there. He needs to hit 48. He's only done that three times this year. They've already played the Mavericks once already, and he went for 41. So, Jimmy Butler's my dad on Sunday. All right. Let's take it into 3v3, which – Hopefully will, it's a little bit more. I promise we'll have a more dynamic bet. Hopefully no injuries, but either way, I promise we'll have something a little more, uh, a little more engaging for the. Gotta the, get the, the creative juices flowing. Yeah, we'll we'll do a little a little think tank, a little brainstorm. You know how it is. Uh, and just for a reminder for those of you who maybe haven't listened before, three v three, 
we uh, we pare down the uh, the fan ball salary down to what it would be averaged for three players, so eighteen thousand three hundred. We take a guard, a forward, a center, and then we have them play out their schedule for the entire week. So over the last couple of weeks, there's been some four games. Generally, it's three games per uh, per player, and then whoever has the most at the end has to. Uh, Bite the bullet up. on some unfortunate, uh, unfortunate yeah. bets. Peppers, costumes, face paint, face paint. We've had a little bit of everything. We've got uh, something like 30, 38 more weeks to go. So yeah. one of us will be dead by the end of it. I'm pretty sure. Uh, my three v three lineup this week is going to be Darren Collison at guard slash point guard for Indiana, checking in at forty seven hundred. He's been a little bit up and down this season, more up than down. Got a great schedule. Three-game homestand coming up here. He's got the Bulls on Wednesday, giving up the sixth-most fan ball points to opposing uh, point guards. He's got your Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday, who he already scored 45 against this Oof. season. Hope Derrick Rose gets plenty of minutes in that game. Ugh. Welcome back, D. Rose. Uh, Sunday, he finishes up against the Nuggets, who are giving up the second-most fan ball points to point guards this season. Love his matchups this week. Great price. Keep an eye on him in your daily lineups. My forward is my boy... Ursan Ilyasova. He had a cup of coffee with the Pistons. He was there for a minute. I found out before the show, JK hates, what? hates Ursan Ilyasova. Nobody in the history. You just hate these obscure guys. You hate what? David Lee. You hate Ursan Ilyasova. I, I, I just I don't I guess I don't hate him as much as I hate David Lee. But like, what is he? What is he still doing in the NBA? Hate... Like, what is he, he shooting what, threes? Uh, shooting th- is that really all he does? He's a liability defensively. He doesn't rebound well. He doesn't do. He, like... Hey, he had eleven rebounds in his last game. How dare you? <laughs> oh, who'd they play? Uh, uh, I don't remember. Beat up Denver, be a beat up Denver team. Maybe or was it Atlanta? I'll be, I'll be honest, I don't. He had eleven rebounds last time he played. Okay, so he's a rebounding and three point shooting. He's a. He's a three. And I wouldn't even glass. call him a, re- a rebounder. He's just tall, and he gets in there sometimes. Well, they need him. They need him for the next couple of weeks without John Collins out there. He's Collins. only thirty three hundred, so he's great value. Uh, he's got Orlando twice, home and away. Okay. We're allowing the third most fan ball points to power forwards over the last ten games. He's got the Knicks on Sunday. I would expect Kristaps to be back by then, but if not, it's a little bit uh, tastier of a matchup. He should get twenty five to thirty minutes for the rest of this if week or two week, while yeah. Collins is out. Babbitt's been getting a lot of love, but I I think he's a little bit better of a rebounder. Obviously, he's a power forward versus a small forward. Uh, if if his threes are going down, he's a decent scorer. Uh, finally, my center. We talked about him twice already. This uh, in our studs yeah. and duds. Boogie Cousins at ten two. I'm paying up. What a friggin' schedule. What a homestand. Oh my goodness. He gets Denver as we already talked about without Jokic. He gets his former team, the Sacramento Ooh. Kings, in a grudge game. Scored 84 the last time they played, and then he finishes up with Philly, which, guess what? That's a back-to-back for the 76ers. They play Cleveland on Saturday, so they're going to have to make a choice there if they keep with their pattern. He's not going to be playing in one of those games. I'm hoping it's Sunday against Boogie. Anthony Davis, put your feet up, man. Get that yeah, groin gonna, right. Don't call, just stay out for the whole week. You know, you don't want to risk it. They're going to be cautious. This could them. be an all-time 3v3 lineup. I'm feeling very good. JK, what do you got? All right, so I'm going Kyle Lowry. I touched on him earlier for uh, Tuesday against Phoenix. He's at 7,800. He's my guard. He's got Phoenix on Tuesday. Friday at Memphis, Aaron touched on it. Not a good matchup there, but Sunday at Sacramento is a good matchup. Sacramento hasn't been defending anybody really well. No. So I like the two out of the three matchups there. My forward's going to be TJ Warren. Uh, the usage is just so high, and at this price, I'm taking it. Tuesday, it's unbelievable. His, I know. his price He's hasn't really, come up really at I all. I know. Yeah, he hasn't gotten above 6000 I think, really ever. I mean, no. Maybe just barely. But 
5,700 TJ Warren. Tuesday at Toronto. Thursday versus the Wizards. And Saturday versus San Antonio. And San Antonio just lost uh, uh, Anderson. Kyle Anderson Kyle went down? sprained his MCL, yeah. Wow. So he's out. Damn. Kawhi's not back yet for them. Gay, you know, Rudy Gay's been kind of in and out with the heel injury. So that actually looks like a juicier matchup now with Anderson being out for a bit. Yep. And then I'm going to take Rudy Gobert. He's fa- his price has fallen off since he's come- he's hurt his knee. He's back today. Like Aaron said, the minutes may be an issue, but I'm hoping by I'm hoping that maybe later on in the week he's a little bit better. They play Tuesday at OKC versus Houston. Tuesday at OKC, Thursday versus Houston, Saturday at Milwaukee. The lack of if you I mean if you are happen to be listening live or you catch this uh, even a little bit later in the week. As long as his price stays down, though, I mean, yeah, that's that's what I that's mainly mainly that's, what I was getting. That's for, an I was eight or nine thousand dollar yeah. player that you're yeah. getting for forty seven hundred. I mean, that's a, I mean, and especially the way it could go either way. It's kind of a double edged sword. But the way that Quinn has been non committal about the the minutes restriction makes me think he's going to play at least twenty. I would hope so. And the, with just his ability to rebound and block shots too. I mean, that's just so key. Absolutely, positively. All right, All right that's our show. Lineups. Remember, you can watch us live. Monday at 6 on Periscope, podcast available on fanball.com in the news section at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, and, you know, stop in, enter a contest while you're there, check out the news section, read some of the daily articles, get your knowledge up, win some money, you know, make us feel good. We want, we want you to win. Put some money in your pocket, yeah. Yeah, it's Christmas. You need need a little extra dough. Those presents aren't cheap. I know how it is. I'm on that Amazon grind. I feel you. Ugg boots aren't cheap, people. <laughs> Easy, easy, easy. <laughs> easy season. <laughs> Follow us at fanball underscore WATV. Follow me at Aaron J. Whitlock. Him at JK underscore the Vaughn. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio. The show is uploaded to YouTube on Tuesdays. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Sayonara, folks. It's fun. Yeah.